With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Sports betting media. Hello everybody, welcome along to the Cricket Betting Podcast. I'm James Butler taking you through this edition. And we're looking ahead to the three test match series between England and the West Indies. It starts on Wednesday the 8th of July. The first test match is at the Aegeus Bowl. And then the second two test matches are at Old Trafford. Ben Stokes is in as captain. The 81st test captain for England. Replacing Joe Root just for that first test match. His Root attends the birth of his second child. But I'm joined on this edition to preview the series by award-winning cricket journalist Graham Hardcastle. Graham, how are you? Yeah, not so bad. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And we're going to basically go through the various markets looking ahead to the Test series. We're going to start with the England batting. Rory Burns is the favourite in the market at four to one. Ben Stokes has actually come in over the last uh, 24 hours. He's favourite with some bookmakers. He's three to one or four to one, depending on where you look. Dom Sibley is in there around about four or five to one. Ollie Pope is about four to one as well. Joe Denley is eight to one. Zach Crawley is around about the same price and is same as Joe Root. The rest are obviously slightly bigger than that. If we start with you, Graham, on this one, looking at the England lineup, obviously we just mentioned that Joe Root misses the first test match because he's attending the birth of his second child. He should be available for test matches two and three. Where would you be putting your money amongst the English batsmen? There's quite a, a bit to go on in that that England side, I, even including Root, despite the fact that he missed the test match. You know, I can see the, the, the argument for him, um, quality and all that kind of stuff. I, I would much rather have a test match start I'm going to go elsewhere and I'm going to go with the consistency and I'm kind of taking a little bit of a punt on consistency coming good in Joe Denley. He's regularly got himself to 30s, 40s, 50s and, and looked good with that. To me, he's due a good score and a big score. So I, I'm hoping that will come over the next few weeks against the, the West Indies who, who, despite them being an improving side, should take time to, to settle a bit and get used to English conditions. I would hope that, that Joe Denley will come good over the next few weeks. If he doesn't, there the potentially could be some, some question marks about his place in the side, given the fact that he hasn't gone on. But I, I expect him to to do so at some point over the next few weeks, which would place him as a, as a decent chance of, of kind of overhauling that, that market. Well, you're going Joe Denley. He's 8-1 to one in the market. I'm actually going to split my stakes with this one. Joe Root, as I mentioned, missing that first test match. But generally speaking, ahead of a series, he would always be my pick in England's lineup because he is the best player. You look at his stats, they stand basically head and shoulders with everybody else around the world, the, the, the top players around the world, not just the England players. I'm probably going to go half stakes back. Joe Root at 8-1 to one in some places with some bookmakers. Ollie Pope would be the other person that I actually staked with. He's, as I say, around about four to one in the market, as big as fives actually in some places. And Ollie Pope is just a proven class act. He, he's a very young player. He's got the world at his feet. He's going to be an absolute world megastar. He is going to be a fixture in this England middle order for a decade, you know, fitness permitting. He's already averaging nearly 60 in first class cricket. He's had a good start to his test career. He will come in at number six. So you could argue that he, he may run out of partners. But I think England are going to have a good series with the bat. Ollie Pope, for me, at 5-1, to one, takes half the stakes. 
and I'll take Joe Root to use two test matches to everybody else's three and still have a chance in the market. Eight to one for Joe Root for me. Let's move on to the uh, West Indies batting. And if you put both sides side by side, I would take England's batting lineup ahead of the West Indies any day of the week. I think the West Indies, particularly in English conditions, they're going to have to face, obviously, the likes of Jimmy Anderson and Chris Wokes and Joffrey Archer swinging the ball around in English conditions. I think that's going to be a tough test for them. I'm looking down the markets myself and Shea Hope is the favourite. He's obviously proven in this country. He's got a cent- two centuries at Headingley in the last time that uh, the West Indies came over to these shores. He's around about 7-2, to 3-1 to one in the market. Shamrar Books is second favourite. He's 11-2. to two. Royston Chase, 5-1. to one. John Campbell's in there at uh, fives as well. Jermaine Blackwood is in there at tens and the rest are, are bigger. Um, sorry, Craig Braithwaite as well. He's in there at uh, three to one. For me, though, I'm going to go with Shamrar Brooks. He's a, a seasoned player. He's fairly new into the test side. He had a really good record at uh, age group cricket. He's going to probably come into the West Indies lineup at number three. And he's the sort of player, he looks very elegant, but he's also dogged and determined. And that might be exactly what the West Indies need in this series. As I say, if the England swing bowlers do move it round corners and cause trouble to the rest of the top order, I think Shamrar Brooks can actually dig in and build a decent inning. So Shamrar Brooks at 11-2 to two for me. How about you, Graham? I'm going to go with the tried and tested in Shea Ho. I like the fact that he has previous in in England. As you just mentioned there, two, two hundreds in the same test at Headingley. First man ever to do that in any first-class game. I think he is the West Indies' best batsman. He's got a little bit of pizzazz about him in, in that sense. Yes, he may not have had a great run of form in, in recent times, although I think a little bit form kind of almost reset in, in that sense, given the time that we've had away from the game. I'm hoping that he will kind of take the view that he needs to he needs to really step up and, and lead this West Indian batting line up against, as you say, a quality England bowling attack. I'm going to take him. So Shea Hope for Graham Hardcastle there at 5-2. Moving on to England's bowling attack, Jimmy Anderson, the leading wicket-taker of all time for England, is the favourite in this market at around about 2-1. to Joffrey Archer, second favourite, 100-30. Stuart Broad is in there at 7-2. to Mark Wood, 9-2. to Chris Wokes is a 6-1 to one shot for you. Dominic Best, the spinner, is 7-1. to one. And Ben Stokes, who will play in every test match, I think, 8-1 to one as well. And the rest are, are bigger. I find this quite a difficult market to call, Graham, because England are going to rotate their seamers a little bit. And that makes it a kind of Joe Root scenario of you're not quite sure exactly how many test matches these are going to play. For me, that maybe gives potential for Don Best, who is the only spinner in the squad, they're playing on two tracks that are going to suit spin. Maybe him at seven to one might be a shout. Where where are you going to go? I can see that that logic very much. As to the seamers, I like Archer a lot in in that market because this this series in particular, one against the island nation of his birth, if that's the the correct terminology, he's a he's a Bayesian. He will have the bit between his teeth to kind of show them was what they're missing. He's got some mates in the side who will be desperate to, to perform against. And at the end of the day, he has right, a rightful claim to be England's most potent weapon, weapon hasn't he? Um, you know, there's a very obvious claim for Jimmy Anderson there, Stuart Broad as well. I mean, there's a heck of a lot of quality in, in that England side, it, it, as you say, it, or, or squad, should I say. As you say, it's a very difficult market to to go at because you, you wouldn't be completely surprised at anybody winning that market. I, but I, I just fancy Archer here, a little bit of a hunch. 
130 then for Joffre Archer. For Graham Harncastle, 7-1 for Dominic Bess. For me, James Butler, let's move on to the West Indies series bowler. And I kind of discredited their batting a little bit. Their bowling, though, is pretty strong. And it's going to be a tough job for England to keep them out. Um, favourite in the market to take the most wickets in the series for the West Indies is Kemar Roach. He's a 2-1 to favourite in the market. Jason Holder, the captain, is 4-1. to Shannon Gabriel is in there around about 4-1 to as well. Azari Joseph is 9-2. to Rakim Cornwall is in there at Spiggers 13-2. to And the rest are 8-1 to or bigger. For me, Graham, in this market, same kind of processes with Dominic Bess. I can see... Obviously, there's quality in the in the pace attack. Kimar Roach is going to lead the line. Jason Holder's got a really good record in Test cricket, and this could become a bit of a, a showdown between Ben Stokes and Jason Holder as the top two all-rounders in in the world in Test cricket. Jason Holder's probably a slightly better bowler than Ben Stokes, and has a very good economy rate and a quite a low average as well of around about 26 in Test matches. But I'm going to go down the Rakim Cornwall route. He's a massive unit. He's a quite a quiet man, but he's going to get a lot of pictures taken of him because he looks more like a super heavyweight boxer but he's actually just a, a spinner and he's already played two test matches he's taken a 10 wicket haul in one of those I think he'll get the nod above Raymond Reifer in the uh, test match team to bowl spin on two tracks again that might suit the spinner and I think the price on him at 13 to 2 is a very good one it's a very tempting one because he's got quality the fact that he's such a big man I'm sure he's had that talked about all the way through his career as he's come through as a youngster he's probably had to work harder, play better than some of his compatriots to actually make a mark and, and get into that West Indies test side. He won't want to give that place away now. Rakim Cornwall, for me, 13-2 to two is the shot. You've gone down the Don Best route there, haven't you, certainly, with, with that kind of same theory. They couldn't look more different, though, could they, Rakim Cornwall and Don Best? Don Best is quite a slight <laughs> little fellow. Rakim Cornwall looks like he's eaten about eight Don Besses. <laughs> I wouldn't say that to his face. <laughs> no. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, he's, he, he is a quality, quality cricketer, Rakim. Cornwall and, and I can see your theory and I would not discourage anybody to go down that route I do like Shannon Gabriel though, out of the seamers he's come in not an original member of the of the squad um, he was he was brought over as one of the kind of plethora of, of backups to help prepare the, the team in their inter-squad warm-up games at, at Emirates Old Trafford but he, he's managed to, to kind of force his way in through good form wickets in both inter-squad games I do like him. He's a he's a quality bowler. Shannon Gabriel for Graham Harcastle at four to one. Rakim Cornwall thirteen to two for me. Let's finish off this uh, podcast, this cricket betting podcast, with a look at the series markets. England are very short to win the Test match. One to seven doesn't interest me at all. It's too short. That you're going to bring up the weather in the minute. I'm sure you will. But England starts uh, as favourites to win the series. A three nil win for England is thirteen to ten. Two nil England five to two. England two one is 9-2, to two, and you can go down as far as 18-20-1 to one for the first West Indies positive series result with a 2-1 win there. It's 1988, the last time the West Indies came over and won a series. I don't particularly see them winning a test match in this series. I'm going to go England 3-0 at 13-10. to 10. I'm going to split my stakes as well. I'm going to probably put maybe 70% on the 13-10 to 10 for England 3-0 and put the rest of the 30% on England 2-0 at uh, around about three to one. And I think you've got every chance there. If the weather does come in, there's a little bit of precipitation. You can still maybe sacrifice one of the test matches and England can still get home 2-0 for you. Are you thinking down the same lines, Graham? Yeah, I am. I, I think it will be a, a competitive series in, in the sense that the West Indies will have their periods of success in games. 
I'm not so sure they will have enough periods of success to win a game. I'm not particularly confident of 3-0 just on the basis that we've got some unsettled weather around at the moment, as as you kind of just alluded to there. Effectively, going 2-0, the only way that your bet is off after one test match is if, well, it's after two test matches, if West Indies win either of the first two tests, haven't you? You've got, you've almost got like a kind of double double chance, really, certainly on the first test. So, yeah, I, I think 2-0, that's where the majority of my money would go. Graham Hardcastle, 2-0. I'm splitting my stakes between the 3-0 England and 2-0 England. Graham Hardcastle, pleasure to have you on the Cricket Betting Podcast today. Everybody out there, plenty of markets available for you on the West Indies Test Series as they come to England amid COVID-19. Thank you for the West Indies for doing that, for saving our summer. And the Pakistanis coming later on in the summer as well. And we'll bring you more cricket betting podcasts as we go through the rest of this summer. Happy betting out there. The best of luck with all of your stakes. And gamble responsibly, please. See you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.